Welcome back, everyone, for another discussion with some pretty amazing female leaders in the church. Not just the church that I serve in, but in churches around, well, I guess I can say the United States now. Anyways, uh, we've heard from pastors' wives. Uh, we've heard from women that co-pastor with their husbands. And today we have a sweet, sweet treat for you. Today's couple uh, does break cultural barriers, boundaries. So today we have Pastor Jackie Fung and Glory Fung. So let's just get this started. Tell the people that are listening a little bit about yourself. <laughs> yes. Okay. So um, we've been married for 14 years, going on 15 next Ooh. year. I know. Uh, went to Azusa Pacific University. And I um, am a teacher. I teach sixth grade. Um, and we've got three children, two girls and one boy. And I work as an athletic trainer in sports medicine world at, at uh, college sports. And so been doing that for, I would say, the past 16, set, 16 years. Um, also do you know CPR, first aid certification with American Red Cross. Um, I've done that for the church for a couple times. And uh, more importantly, right now, you know, just raising three kids that uh, <laughs> keep this house very lively and keeps both Jackie and I on our toes. <laughs> so. You guys forgot a family member. Cody. A dog. <laughs> a little Yorkie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Now, Pastor Jackie, you are uh, Fado's uh, children's pastor. Uh, mm -hmm. Glory, uh, what is your role at the church or what ministry are you part of? Um, well, a few years back, uh, you and I, Pastor Adeseli and I, you know, kind of did the, the junior high ministry together. Um, I've helped serve in the children's ministry where Jackie uh, pastors, you know, just various roles if, as a fill-in teacher for a certain grade, as a, a vacation Bible school teacher, um, you know, doing some childcare stuff for um, pastors and, and church leaders that have kids that are at church for multiple, multiple hours. Um, so just kind of in whatever capacity, um, I think most recently we've really, really enjoyed, um, serving it as a family with the food pantry, mm -hmm. um, you know, where the, I kind of let the kids take charge on, on their little comfort zones and what they want to serve as and, and see, uh, Jackie kind of serve in that capacity. And I got two hands and a healthy back ish. So <laughs> moving some stuff around is kind of my forte right now. So. <laughs> Glory was actually one of the first leaders I work with at Fado church. It's going to be 10 years. Did you know that? And he's not going to say this y'all, but Glory is an exceptional teacher. Y'all don't understand. This man gave a lesson on the book of Revelations that made me want to read it all over again. And he, he, uh, this is just a, you know, a little plug for him. Y'all looking for someone to speak at your church for your middle school students, especially about the end times. He's the one hit me up. I will give you his contact information. Um, but he did it in a way that he was able to keep their attention and they wanted to keep coming back to learn more about it they're like no but for real what's gonna happen next i wanted to speak with the fungs because they have an admirable dynamic like y'all 
do not understand the things that I have been able to observe these last 10 years. They might think like, oh, it's just life. But for someone on the outside, I'm just sitting here like, I don't know how they do it, but they do it. They make it look so effortless. Because again, most commonly you see male pastors and their wives may play the supportive role. I don't want to say play. They are the supportive role. And sometimes women may co-pastors uh, with their husbands. But here we have uh, Pastor Jackie um, is a pastor and, and Gloria is a pastor's husband. Hey, <laughs> I admire, you know, the way that they support each other, uh, their parenting, you know, the way that they prioritize, you know, their family time, even their personal time, you know, like their individual relationship with Christ. Um, and today we're going to focus on how they manage, you know, their marriage, their family, uh, their ministry and their career. So uh, let's start from the beginning. Where did you meet? Like where, where I know you, you said it already that you guys attended Azusa Pacific University, but uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that's where you guys met. Yes. We met freshman year um, in 99. And I re remember this vividly. It was my roommate. Oh Not from gosh. United States of America. He's, he's Canadian. So they have a yeah. different way of, you know, thinking <laughs> about dating. So anyways, uh, for, it was like the first week of moving. He comes back. He goes, hey, man, I met like the two coolest girls. It was Jackie and her roommate at that time. And he's like, I want to date them both. I was like, bro, you can't yeah. really <laughs> do that around here. Like pick one or the other, but you can't date roommates, <laughs> for, uh, you know, and so. Um, just, I, I think that freshman year, we just kind of knew each other, kind of met each other, but really just hung around the same type of friends groups. And that's kind of how it started. And we didn't really develop quote unquote feelings or anything, or we formally dated our senior year. So in 2002. 18. Wait, it took y'all three years. Yes. We became really good friends. Our sophomore year, we like hung out a lot. Uh, Gloria used to like those quizzes, like what kind of dog are you? Or if you were a fruit, what would you be? <laughs> Which is like now the buzz, the Buzzfeed, like, you know, right. like what type of Disney character are you? I but, like but yeah, no, we got like played in the rain together. I have to say all this because people, he thinks I made the first move when we started dating, but I didn't. And oh, oh, he oh, would like, <laughs> I didn't, uh, like he would bring Jamba juice to my like roommates and myself. And like, we just hung out like a lot, like a group of us just hung out a lot. And then I think junior year is when, um, I think all of our friends saw a connection and wanted us, uh, like saw his personality, saw my personality. And we're like, you guys would be like a great couple. So it was, it was funny in that year, we were watching the winter Olympics. And again, we've been friends and he had always been doing stuff for me and my girlfriends and nobody ever said anything. Right. So we had watched the winter Olympics and he had made a comment like, wouldn't it be so cool to like win a gold medal and blah, blah, blah. So I, Go, I, I knew like the party city had those little fake gold medals. Right. And so I had this little, I went and bought the gold medals and there was a little teddy bear. I was at a garage sale. That's why I got your teddy bear. That's all good. <laughs> um, and I love the teddy bear. And I was like, Oh, glory can get his gold medal. Nothing, no feelings like for reals. 
like nothing. But that was his, I found out later, his like green light to go for it. Um, so that was first move. That's first move <laughs> status right there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> so, like okay. Right <laughs> no, okay. So you guys met at APU. Where are you originally from, Jackie? Mission Viejo, South Orange County. And Glory? So in 1981, I was born overseas in a, in a little city called Hong Kong. And oh, uh, is that actually, all? from East LA. And just, <laughs> just, for the, just for the listeners to kind of get a, get a taste of who we are. Um, obviously, like this whole segment is about kind of like breaking molds and traditions and stuff. Like we totally broke the mold and traditions sure. of even our cultures. Um, since you guys can't see our faces, I... My, my mom's from Taiwan my dad's from Hong Kong so I'm like fully like Chinese like Asian culture and Jackie's fully Colombian like on both sides so yeah just imagine what our kids look like you know oh my gosh they're beautiful now while you guys are here um where are you guys serving at at your home churches what are you guys doing in these churches during that time during college during college so while you guys cool. are dating so we, uh, mine was, uh, we had just left the church I grew up in and we were about to start a brand new church. So my senior year of college, I was approached, uh, by pastor Josh, um, if I would be the children's pastor at Fado church so that, that my role for children's pastor started my senior year of college. And at that time, I think my junior year at college, 2001, um, my parents uh, went to a, like a very traditional Chinese church, probably 100 people, maybe 15, 20-ish kids, youth. And then they, uh, that church approached me about um, heading up their, their, their youth ministry, um, so junior high and, and up. So I did that um, during my college years, too. So both Jackie and I never even went to the same church during our college days. Like I had my area of serving and she had her area of serving. Um, on my end, I knew that after college was done, um, you know, I didn't know where the work field would have taken me. So that church wasn't like, it was, it was not a long-term commitment. They knew that they had me for, uh, you know, a, a period of time. And then it would be, you know, sit back, reassess, um, you know, where I was going to be. Uh, for work, you know, after graduation. And Pastor Jackie, what made you decide to say yes to become the children's pastor? I was always highly encouraged to serve and, and kids ministry has always been like my, although I did youth and worship, which is really funny because I'm not a great singer um, and drama. I, I do like that, but it was always the kids ministry. That was my biggest thing. So when I was asked, um, it was like, yeah, like, I, I would love to. I mean, were you ever anticipating to be a pastor growing up, being in college? No, <laughs> no not at all. <laughs> so when you, were, when you were approached to be a pastor, like, what were some of the things you were feeling or thinking or? It was scary because I was like, where do I start? You know, like, like what, what do I need to do? Um, and at that time I did talk to one of, uh, one of, one of now the, uh, another pastor at Fado now, um, but him and I had worked for another church. Like, uh, our services were at night for my, my church before Fado. So in the morning we actually served at a different church and he had kind of 
gotten an experience a little bit with children's ministry. And I remember him like, you know, sitting down with him and him kind of just telling me his experience, like, okay, find something that interests you. Like what, what is something that you enjoy? What it, like, that's how you're going to pick your, maybe your theme for kids ministry. Um, and so then, then work the vision, then work the mission, like all that. So it was that sitting with him, getting ideas from him. But I remember being like, oh my goodness, like, what do you do? Like, how do you do this? <laughs> I had been a youth leader. So I did know like that kind of stuff, like the admin and whatnot, but like what curriculum to use, which one's the best. Like I had to start researching and getting ideas on all that and just talking to different people. But I, I even looked at Josh, I'm like, you know that, like I've just been going to school to be a teacher, right? <laughs> like I do have Bible classes and all that. Yeah, but you know, the passion's there and the passion, you know, matters big time. He goes, I don't doubt that, you know, that what God's gonna do with you and stuff like that so it was it was kind of like okay like a big step of faith because it wasn't like I had never thought about that <laughs> Glory how did you feel first um when you heard that you know Jackie decided to accept the position as a children's pastor you know what um I don't think I I, I think I experienced Bottle Church probably I don't, a couple years after they were established um again because on a given Sunday like I was serving at my parents church um and bbs happened yes and then so i went down <laughs> she asked me to do some like i think the first worship. thing was like to do worship i was like i don't know like uh, that's not my forte strength there was need so then i kind of filled it ish wasn't the best but you know it was filled so um it was my first bbs and i was like you play the piano it's like a boyfriend duty no <laughs> <laughs> hey you also play the sax though i do yes <laughs> did no, i don't know if i can uh, get back on it yeah get back yeah. on it but but i saw the genesis of Fado church and um the mission and the vision of the church and just meeting you know uh you know pastor josh and pastor steve at that time like i was all for and supportive of what Jackie's role was in, in growing the church. Um, so when I had an opportunity to step away from um, the ministry that I was serving at, um, it was a very, it wasn't even a disgusting, like, Hey, whose church are we going to be a part of? Like, it was just an expectation. Like we just knew that Fado church like, was where we were going to grow. I remember asking him, Hey, so like, are you okay with moving down here or in, and, and, being your church and it was kind of like his answer right now he just said it's not really a discussion to have like this is what your ministry is it's established I'm not set in my ministry like in in LA or anything like that so like it's not a discussion we need to have like I'm fine going because you have a, a permanent role at your church and I'm okay with that did you guys receive any kind of criticism because especially mm -hmm. in our cultures you know, when a couple gets married, traditionally the female moves wherever the male is established, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and I I've known couples who both were leaders in their churches, and and still whether it was a pastor or uh, leading a ministry, and and I've always seen the female has always been the one to move. Um, so Glory, did I mean Glory? Did you get any criticism because you're the one who decided to move? instead of her going to where you were? I mean, uh, I don't think I received any, like, 
criticism. I don't even think like my parents, at least they don't show it. Like we're disappointed mm -hmm. that I moved down to Orange County instead of having our family unit move up to Los Angeles. Um, I knew that in my family dynamics, like I was always mobile, like in, in, in high school, like I rarely spent time at home. I always spent my time with, you know, at friends' house or they came over. Like my home wasn't really just at home with my parents. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so I was okay even just making the decision to go up to Northern California for, for my graduate studies. Like I was fine to just go, you know. As for Jackie and, and this is, you know, came out really early when we were dating. She's a homebody. Like every weekend, like she would go home, you know. I knew that she was a type of person that were so close to her sisters for one and then her parents for another that you were not going to uproot her from <laughs> Orange County you were not just not going to do it so and I was okay with that it wasn't I didn't even see it as like a sacrifice y'all can't see this but Jackie's like covering her face like she embarrassed she's like oh my gosh can you She's not put my dirt out there, please? She's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, please don't tell people my business. But, but you were much younger, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was new, it was new. Um, so I guess adjusting to a new area wasn't that hard for you then? Yes, it was. For, for Glory? Yeah, I was okay. worried about him for a while. Because <laughs> yes. you're from East LA, you're going to the suburbs of South Orange County. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> This is my life, right? Before like, we got married. And for those of y'all that were married or, or newlywed or about to get married, like there's a lot of adjustments, like from being single guy, like my life was like, I worked and then I, I at four or five o'clock, I call my buddies. Hey, which park are we meeting up at? Cause we just played hoops. We just played basketball, like out at the parks, right? Like to like six, seven, eight o'clock. And then we go eat dinner at like a cafe or something like that. And, you know, in East LA and in like San Gabriel, it's all about cafe. So that's, well, that was life for me. And then we would like hang out, watch a movie at someone's house, play poker, play video games, whatever it was. Right. So literally overnight, like within a week, like I'm like, oh, I can't do that anymore. And just drive up to meet my friend. Like that was the big, that was a big adjustment. <laughs> or like, he's like. Why do you have to pay a gym to go play basketball? Yes. Like, why aren't there lit up courts at night around here? No one like, plays oh, no. basketball outdoors in Orange County because it's Orange County and you have money to go pay for a gym membership. I was like <laughs> driving around, literally like looking for a court to play hoops at. And there was none. I, I think, you know, at that time I was like, you know, trying to hit up like the church friends, like Mauricio and Eric and be like, you guys want to just go to the park and play? <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so that's cool i mean that's pretty awesome that your transition was it wasn't like an argument or a big discussion it was like this is where you're at let's go and you know you seem to be pretty supportive of what you know pastor jackie was doing but pastor jackie so now you're a pastor what are some of the challenges that you might come across as a as a female pastor I think that uh, the balance of it all, like you were saying, like the family time, that once the kids came in, the having like a full-time job and ministry, I think that is, that, is, that is rough. I can't say I've heard criticism for being a female pastor and for having all the roles that I do. I hear more of like, how do you, how do you do it all? And then I think for like outside the church, sometimes it is what is a pastor and, 
and um, what schooling you have and what this you have and titles and papers you have. Mm -hmm. I think that's been more of like the, the criticism in say, or like feeling like when I'm talking to somebody and, and if I don't have what they expect a pastor to be, um, that's been more of the challenge uh, as far as like what I hear outside of our church. Um, inside of our church, it's definitely more of, it's been all encouraging and it is that like, how do you do it? And it is my humongous support system that I definitely have. One in my husband and talking about breaking the mold again, this is so embarrassing to say like all, this guy helps with all the house stuff as well. And it's a, it's a, how do we survive? It's that like, you know, there are times when his job is pulling him away and he's taking trips and he's gone for a weekend or a week at times, depending on where his sport is taking him. Um, there are times where I have report cards that are due or, you know, VBS is coming up and like the stress is extra much. Um, so he steps in. It's kind of like we just step in to fill in what needs to be done at that moment instead of this is your role, this is my role, and there is a hard line and nobody crosses it. It's more like we just go in and out and just get stuff done that needs to be done. So um, sometimes I would feel like people would look down on me for that, for not you know, doing all the cleaning in the house all the time or uh, like doing like, I do laundry, but I don't finish it. Like I'll start it. And it's like all of us at this point, cause the kids are old enough. I'm like, and that's been a big thing for me. Like I love my kiddos, but I had to teach them to be independent at the same time to a certain degree. Um, because I wouldn't be able to do it if the kids, you know, can't help. Like, you know, even the three-year-old right now has learned how to get dressed on his own. And when he's stuck, he's like, mommy, I can't get my hand in or my head or you know, and you, you go ahead and help, but the kids have pretty much learned like certain things to be independent on and certain things not like, you know, to, to, to give and go. And so that's, that's been a big thing for me in order to get help and be able to do it. The kiddos glory, like fill in a lot uh, of help when it's needed. The grandparents have been a humongous, humongous support system. So it's been like a whole, like, Village. Village. village and then even in ministry there's a whole team of people there that are super supportive like as far as even my leaders like finding those leaders and developing them is I learned that like big time I had an issue with delegating in the beginning I think that was my biggest thing and it was that like uh feeling like people kind of let you down but then um, those unrealistic expectations we really place on people and on ourselves like it's not, it's not helping anybody. So, you know, I have leaders that are amazing, um, that step in, that are all like sold out right now for kids ministry that step in um, to be able to do it, to be able to take vacation time and be okay missing a Sunday because there's somebody that's stepping in um, and my sisters and my niece, like all of them, like it, it really is a village. It's a humongous support system I have in order to be able to, to do what I am currently doing. I love that you said, you know, that you guys really function more in like what your schedules are like and you guys mm -hmm. just kind of fill in because when we talk about roles, we're not just talking about, you know, um, we're talking about a lot of gender roles that we might have from our 
cultures, you know, being someone, who, you know, you're Colombian, it's expected that you're the one who's taking care of the home, right? Mm -hmm. That you're the one who's feeding the kids, getting them ready. Do you ever feel when, when people do criticize that part of you, do you, um, you know, get harder on yourself for not doing more of that? Or, or how do you feel about that? Like, I mean, honestly, like, yeah, sometimes, I mean, I think more me thinking people are criticizing or they might think I do it all on my own. Mm -hmm. I think he's my, he's my gauge when I'm leaning too hard on him. Cause he'll make the comments. Like he'll be like, Oh, I had to like do this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like, Oh shoot. Like I have been relying. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, especially when this whole COVID teaching from home thing hit, I think we're each other's gauges like on mm. that more so but I am super hard on myself when he says it kind of like oh man I failed him again or like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing as the female like as a wife in the relationship you know it's it's a mind game I remember um one of the older ladies that I grew up with at church when I think I had my second child maybe I asked her and she's one of the deacons at the church right now and I said something like that like man, I just feel guilty sometimes as a mom. Like sometimes I feel like I'm not there enough for my kiddos. And, you know, I think coworkers will give me that more so because they hear, but they don't see my life. I've had like a coworker like attack that side of me. And I'm like, dude, am I a horrible mom? And I think I started asking like Glory, the kids, um, my mom, like my sisters. I'm like, somebody help me because I feel like a horrible like parent right now and and it is hard but she I remember her telling me she's like Jackie like it's hard it, and all of us will feel guilty Jackie but all of us work whether it's in ministry whether it's a secular job whatever it is and we do the best we can as moms for our children and there's no need to feel bad like you're not they're going to be okay and you're present in their life enough to where you should not feel guilty that you're not there enough for them. And I'm like, oh. So that was helpful to hear from somebody who has seven children of her own, you know, who has been working hard all her life and everything. Like just hearing those words of wisdom um, was something that stuck with me. The kids now can speak up if I'm ever not paying enough attention to them, um, which is nice that they have their voice in that way. Glory will say something or Glory's good about, we're all going out right now. Everybody put everything down. Like it's a two hour distraction. Let's get out. It's a, it's a good thing um, to have that. And I, my sisters, I love them to death. <laughs> so they're also a good, like accountability. We've mm. always been very like held each other accountable. So if they've, which they've never really had to like call me out on mom or responsibility per se, um, which makes me feel good because of the people closest to me, like don't feel that, then it's a good gauge. I guess my advice there would be like, listen to your immediate family unit, your, your circle, inner circle. inner circle. So that way any other noise coming from any other people is like squashed right away. Like they're your best gauge not everybody else. Well, that's cool. I mean, it sounds like you have a pretty good support system in your family and in your marriage, but what kind of support system do you have in ministry? I think one thing I learned um, in Azusa, like I felt like I needed that older woman and they did have like a little thing like that where they partner you up um, with an older woman, like um, as your mentor, 
And I, I signed up for that one year and I absolutely like loved it. I loved it. I learned so much, just even hanging out with her, just how are you doing and all that. So I love getting along with like women of all ages, women who are younger than me, women who are my age, a little bit older than me, and then like older women. Um, so my go-to people, um, my older sister a lot and my younger sister will call me out on, on certain things, but my older sister, but then besides them, I do have another uh, pastor's wife that I like to like be able to talk to. And, and she's kind of in my book, like she's a pastor's wife, but she's also an educator. And then I have another person. I actually joined up like a book club um, of older females and I knew nobody except the person putting it together but I've loved getting to know this woman and and she's been a missionary and a pastor's wife um, uh, and I just love talking to her the people I do choose that I go to for like advice or mentoring that age is not a barrier like I don't feel mm. like there's any sort of age gap one that's probably what nine years younger than me 10 years younger than me but when I speak to her I don't feel that age gap mm. um and then when I speak to the one that's a few years older than me don't feel it and when I speak to the one that's like a lot older or even that woman that were in that um book club like they're older than me they've got kids my age you know or a little bit younger than me they I don't feel it but I feel like their wisdom and I feel like doesn't matter how old you are, you're all going through the same stuff. <laughs> and it's just being a woman, it's like enough to go through anything at any age um, that you can find somebody who will relate to you. So it is that like just being wise about who you are going to because mm -hmm. you can't share everything with everybody as a pastor. Um, you have to be super careful who you open your mouth up to and what you are sharing because you can either build somebody or destroy them, be that stumbling block, which that's not what I want to be. So um, it is being very wise and you don't have to have a bunch of people you're going to, it could just be a couple. It, um, and, and, and getting that godly advice when you need it and in that moment. Um, so, so I do have a couple go-to people outside my two sisters that I go to, um, for that. And, and they are women who are godly women and who are not going to go out and say anything to anybody, but their first reaction is always like, let's pray. Let me pray for you. I'll be praying. I do. I do have those people. That's awesome. I love it. And we could, we could talk for hours about, about being in ministry, but, uh, Glory, because, you know, she shared a lot about, you know, your guys' schedule, what she goes through and stuff like that. Like, what are some challenges that or do you find any challenges in being a pastor's husband? I think what you were talking about, like gender roles earlier, you know, knowing that they do exist, but knowing that we're not obligated to fall under them, um, not in a combative way. Right. But just, right. you know, in our household, like there's not one person that washes the dishes or there's not one person that cooks or there's not one person that does laundry or does cleaning or takes care of the kids like we all have a responsibility in doing it and so that's something that we're, we're we know and that we teach our kids um also too is like you know we're all a family so we got to do this stuff together yeah. so you know regardless of how we were brought up or what's our ex quote-unquote expectations 
you know, we just need to do what's right for our family and how and how to make this family run. I, I think for me, like in in kind of observing what Jackie needs the most in order for her to be the most effective um, teacher and the most effective uh, children's pastor is to again fill the void, fill the gap. Should a female go out at 10 o'clock at night on Saturday night to go pick up, you know, yarn and pipe cleaners for crafts for Sunday morning? No, right? <laughs> I mean, even though we're in Orange County, Foothill Ranch, it's nice and safe, right? But who's like role should that be? That should be my role, right? I, I'll go and do that. Um, so just random stuff like that, like y'all listening, we're laughing because I know he does this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, like fire up the car. I'm gonna go do a late night Walmart run and hang out with, with all the fun Walmart people at ten o'clock on a Saturday night. No, you know? hey. Yeah, and it's really about, you know, it's more than just like the role, it's just like the safety of it all. Like yeah. who's safer at ten o'clock at night at Walmart? Glory or Jackie? Yeah. Nobody really is, but <laughs> Hey, no shade to Walmart. I love Walmart. Walmart's my jam. Yeah, but you know, if Target was open that late, I'd probably be shopping at Target. Just, I'm just kidding. I know. Yeah, Target. If anyone that works at Target, y'all need to talk to them. You know what, Araceli? One thing I want to make sure, like, and Glory can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think remembering, um, because because I've been in leadership forever, and that's been fully developed in me is remembering that when we're at the house, like I'm very much like submissive to my husband and not in a bad way, but like, cause I know some people freak out with that word, <laughs> but I know he is the head of the household and you know, it's that sort of a thing. Like we'll have discussions on the side, like very much, it's not me any power over him in, in any way, shape or form. Like it's very much like, a, like, let's talk about this. What are we gonna do? But I understand my role as a wife not to be mixed with any sort of role in the like pastor role at church. Um, and I always joke around with him because like, if we are at church, especially VBS, y'all, VBS is a big thing. Okay. <laughs> but there's been a couple of times where I have to pull, I always say, I'm going to pull the card. He's like, what? And I'll just remind him, like, we're at church. I'm the children's pastor right now. And he's like, okay, I'll back off. Like it's, it's, it's rare when that happens, Yeah. <laughs> but there's been a couple of times and mostly just VBS where that's had happened, but like no way, shape or form does that carry in. To the household like he right. is very much the man of the house and 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 i know my role as the wife um in, in that sense like you know it's not because jackie says so it has to be that way at right. home because i think it is important mm -hmm. if any of you females find yourselves in that role as a female pastor and the supportive husband um just just remember your role and where you're at yeah. And, and when she, when she says I have to pull the pastor card, it doesn't mean like she's like dominating him. And no. it's really just about decision-making, you know, pastor Jackie needs to make a decision about something. Cause in their household, they discuss it. Right. Yeah. So when we're at church and she's like, no, this is what I want. I've cause I witnessed it. Yeah. You know, and Glory be like, well, what if we did this? She's like, no, <laughs> remember children's pastor 
this is the decision I have made for this ministry. And then I've seen him go, okay, that's what you want. That's what we're going to do. So that's what she means. Yeah, that's, thank you that's for what clarifying. She means. She's not trying to say, yo, I'm the pastor here. I'm in no, charge. No, not at all. And, you know, you know, you you touched upon it a little bit. Uh, he's your gauge. You're kind of each other's gauge. And probably my, my most favorite part about you two is the accountability that you have with each other to be able to check each other's energy levels, right? As far as like, hey, you're you're tired out. You should probably you know, say no, even though she may be the children's pastor, I've, you know, I've witnessed glory. He's like, you probably shouldn't commit to this event because Mm -hmm. you have this, this, and this going on and, and vice versa. You know, he might try to commit to something and she'll remind him, well, you have, you know, this work trip going on. And uh, so, you know, don't forget we have, you know, the kids have this and, and that's my, that's the dynamic I love um, that I admire about you guys is that you do have this accountability for each other for the health of your marriage, but also for the health of your family. Because I mean, uh, their kids, you know, some of you are like, dang, their kids sound like, you know, they're always at church. They do. But what is amazing is they love yeah. being there. They yeah. love serving. If anything, they take the initiative when they're there while, you know, you know, Pastor Jackie setting up, you know, her daughters are going around asking teachers, you want me to cut something for you? But you even make sure that they're rested, right? You're like, hey, don't forget, you have karate and piano. Are you sure you want to join this um, drama for this Easter? Because don't forget, like, you know, you're going to get tired. And because you guys have pretty demanding jobs, you guys are pretty involved in ministry. So how do you prioritize? You talked a little bit about it, but how do you how do you prioritize all of that? You know, because there's no there's no playbook, there's no handbook right. on how to do it. You know what I mean? So I don't even know like our our vacation like that's a big thing. Like once a year vacation at least, like one big vacation, and it's it's all of us. And that usually happens in July, right after VBS, and that's because of both of our work schedules. So like he's usually on beginning of August. We end in June. So it's like that sort of a thing where we figure out like, this is, uh, this is our vacation time right here. Day nights are harder, but we try, (laughs) we try. And, and now it's become like a Tuesday night thing whenever the grandparents from LA are in, um, because it gets a little bit easier, but we also like rely on the sisters or grandparents here, uh, to take care of them. So we try to do that. We, we love musicals. So that was a nice solution when it was open um so the past like there was two years where we got like uh tickets like season tickets so those were our set date nights um even you know it was like five shows a year but anything extra was awesome but those five for for sure like no we would make sure that that night was was free for us and 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 everything else with the kiddos um you know, oh, we don't have anything kids. set with the kids, but they will ask. So if you listen to your kids, you're yeah. going to hear them say, hey, can we do, you know, popcorns and candy and do, you know, put movie on a movie night tonight? Or can we just Game play night. board games? So if you pay attention to that and just be able to fill what they need at that moment, then they don't feel like second rate or, or feel like they're getting pushed aside. And we like every night we vacation or not, we have our family Bible time. So our, our Bible time and our prayer time is like uh, set in stone. And so the kids there, 
If not earlier, they'll catch us up on their day. And it's just kind of what has worked for us. Like, so when Glory says there's like no magic, like set in stone, it's kind of like listening to the kiddos and then they know every night we're going to do something together. So Glory actually just started going back to school. We'll make it a point either on a Saturday or Sunday to set aside those two hours, like to make sure we do something together. When either one of us feels it, just like the kids will say something, one of us will like, we need to go hang out tonight. So it'll be like a spur of the moment. Let's go out. You know, there's somebody here. Let's let's go get ice cream or let's go get tea or something to where it's just us two going out to hang out with each other. I think we've been more conscientious on that on that date night type thing. Um, so I think just the way we've kind of built that family culture in our home, um, where family is priority and they feel it. And you're right, Araceli, our kids love serving any, even when we try to show them and balance it out for them, it's like a punishment to take and not that anybody should ever use ministry as a punishment or as a consequence for their kiddos, but that would be like the worst thing possible to take away from them. Like them being able to to serve and even like right now with this online learning the girls know that the food pantries every tuesday like they'll finish their homework and work through their lunch just to be able to go to church and do the food pantry even though we're not there they're still going and it's just a thing where they even manage their schedule in that way and and for them serving is a big thing which has always been important to me cuz growing up um i think i learned that lesson seeing other pastor's wives or pastors or leaders in the church. Um, sometimes we forget to put family first. Um, and that kind of ha- I've seen, I saw growing up a lot of the kids being pushed aside and a lot of them growing up with resentment uh, mm. towards the church and not wanting to do anything with God. Cause it was kind of like blaming, like you took away my parents type of a thing. So I know that's been a big thing for us at Fado, like, how can we involve the kiddos? And that's why we, you know, we tried Fado on the go. Um, and, and we had that childcare provided where they just get to hang out with each other while their parents are still serving. And the girls have just kind of like learned that, you know, um, and they love it. So uh, yeah, that's how we do our schedule. We kind of listen to each other to what needs to be done. And we do set a time at least once a year for a vacation, whether it's a big one or a small one, but we, we make it happen. I love that. And it, it forces you to listen to each other, really, you know, and to communicate as well. Hopefully, you know, you're not waiting for the other person to, to guess what you're feeling, but you, you know, already I can speak up and they're going to follow through with it because it's Mm -hmm. important. And that's really cool. And I've witnessed that in the last 10 years and that's, what's really neat. But again, I love this couple because of the dynamic that they have, the accountability that they have with one another, the way that they communicate. And it's cool to, to see a man who is very confident in who he is, who supports um, his wife in, in her role. As he said earlier, he's like, that was never in question. That's where she was growing for the better of the church and where the church was going. And you're, and you both serve in your own giftings. Like I said earlier, and I'm not just trying to fluff them up. You know, Glory is an exceptional teacher, not just for youth, but uh, if you go to a uh, photo church Instagram, uh, you can catch one of his uh, uh, lives that he did. He's a great, just the way he speaks. He, in my eyes, he's a, a great, great, great teacher, a great leader. I love serving with him. He's a great partner. 
And, um, and I, you know, with um, Pastor Jackie, yes, she's a, a pastor, she's a teacher. And, um, and I've seen the way that she uh, develops not just adult leaders, but even the children leaders, you know, letting them be part of the children's ministry, you know, serving as an assistant, and giving them that freedom to be able to serve and giving them that responsibility, which is what she does with her own children. And this is why they're able to love what they do, because they've been trained, not forced and and thank you so much, um, you know, for sharing a little bit about yourselves. And um, to end, is there, you know, what advice can you give to couples who are in the same role as yourself? It's okay to ask for help. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't talk about the other, like our senior pastor and associate pastor, but they've always been super duper supportive um, and also uh, take good care of me <laughs> as as a wife and as a mother and make sure there's no burnout and and don't take offense from people who are just trying to help you like it is okay like you don't have to be wonder woman um so take take the help and 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 you know when it's coming from a good place from other people you know glory is a big big help like huge like he's a blessing um yeah. definitely met people along the way that were very unsupportive of the female doing it and would hear that a lot in college. Like you're a female, that's not your role. Or like they would say that to potential girlfriends and they just be like, Oh, I can't serve God. Why not? Because I'm a girl, you know? So definitely be praying for that spouse. Yeah. I, I you know what, um, my kind of like parting words of advice just for the spouses or even the significant others, if you're like in a dating relationship, you know, whether, you know, you're in church leadership or you're supporting somebody in church leadership. Like I support Jackie, not because she is the children's pastor or not because she is, you know, a teacher or, or what, whatever title she has, I support her because she's my wife. Like that's, she's a person that I care mm. about that I love. And so whatever she needs, like I want to be the one to be able to do it. So I, I think that would help get through any type of, molds or barriers or 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 again like the gender roles or roles of any sort things that's put out there is i just want to support her and what she's passionate about and what she's doing at the same time she's doing the same thing for me like you know a lot of this podcast didn't really reverse it back to like you know how she supports me in, in kind of my my uh chosen vocation or or my my career um and um and, and kind of how that blends into my life calling and ministry um, with college students. And it's in a weird way, like, you know, work is ministry for me. So, um, you know, when, when, when there's a 10 PM emergency room uh, visit and parents are there and, and it's, it's, it's not a great situation. Like she holds it down at the house so that I can leave the house and go um, to a hospital and, and, and be there for a family or whatnot. So again, these are the things that, no, you know, nobody really knows or, or talks about that. She does the same mm -hmm. thing for me just in a different way. So, yeah. See y'all see what I'm talking about. <laughs> see what I'm talking about. They're just like a cool couple. There's just a lot more that we can unpack about your relationship that I think is a great example, uh, for other couples, whether, you know, you are a leader of ministry or not. They're just amazing. Y'all going to have to come back for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this. And uh, again, if you're looking for a speaker, uh, hit me up and I'll give you Glory's contact info. Actually, Pastor Jackie's a good teacher as well. Uh, oh, no, 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 you're not. You're not. I don't work with anybody <laughs> over six grades. <laughs> well, if you have any children's ministry questions. There we go. <laughs> you need resources or such. Homegirl can hook it up. Okay. There. Is that good? Is that good? That's it. That's good. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Thank you. Good night.